Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Well, this comes to no surprise as we open up our two of the game. The the coverage, like it's now kind of minute-by-minute coverage of the lost submarine that was going to the ocean floor to check out the Titanic wreckage that charged a quarter of a million dollars per person. They can only fit like five people in this thing. And it's been lost now for a few days. The latest headline is at least two ex-Ocean Gate employees voiced safety concerns years ago about the now missing sub. One was fired in 2018. I watched, I, I think I mentioned this yesterday, I watched a CBS story about the making mm-hmm. of this submarine mm-hmm. and how it's just like they're making it up as they go. Pretty much, yeah. Including the controls, not having any sonar in it, how to actually look. Like, you can only see, like, the Titanic through a people. That's how the, how small the window is. And I just, for the life of me, do not understand how you would get on board something that's going to go that deep with doors that you can't do anything with. The fact that they're locking you into it from the outside is just just adds to my absolute aversion to this. Crazy. And a, and a GameCube controller controls the home. It's not it's not I don't know if it's technically a GameCube controller but it looks like one. It looks like yeah, one. it essentially is, yeah. It, which has been a running gag on social media for the last two days now it is hour two of the game the game after work with uh mitch fortner troy coverdale david g and travion berkland we're on we're with you till six o'clock five three seven thirteen fifty is the phone number uh we'll get to uh my preseason all big 12 conference team here in just a moment plus uh, a couple announcements made by k-state today around k-state hoops of course arthur the kaluma is now officially a wildcat he has signed his uh National Ever Intent or whatever transfer sign, I think it is still. It's an L-I. NLI. Mm-hmm. And uh, so he's now officially a Wildcat, so that officially means that there are officially uh, two scholarships left. Plus, uh, the season opener is now official. It's been announced by K-State. The season will start in Vegas. First time in 21 years, a K-State basketball season will start outside of Manhattan, Kansas. It is for... Uh, 
what do they call it, the Hall of Fame Classic in Vegas, T-Mobile Arena in Vegas, November 6th. It is K-State versus the Prince, Ronnie James, and the USC Trojans. So that'll be a lot of fun, of course. Uh, that'll get national attention. That'll get national exposure, all the headlines. K-State's the team that gets to play LeBron James' son in his first collegiate game. So K-State will be the first opponent for, like I said, the Prince. Um, I want to make a couple of show announcements real quick. This is about a couple of future shows. Um, as somebody pointed out on Twitter to, uh, this to me a couple of days ago, you haven't done the gamies yet. The Gamey Awards. <laughs> when is that coming up? Well, I was waiting for the right time to do it. Uh, this month has been really weird because we've had a, we've had now two weeks where the shows have been an hour long. And I'm not going to do the Gamey Awards when we just have an hour to play around. I want to have a two-hour show ready to go. The Gameys will be next week. Uh-huh. Next week will be the Gameys. We'll do the award show uh, a week from Friday, so nine days away. And then I believe, I think what we're going to do is that Wednesday. So a week from today, we'll do the official nomination show. On uh, We'll announce the uh, the categories, and we will announce the nominees for those categories. Right and, of course, there will be a fan vote. That fan vote will be 20% of our official vote. So all of us here on the show, we get a vote. And then the, sh- the, the fans, the listeners, will get a vote as well on who wins these awards. So we'll announce the awards and the nominees and you'll get two days to vote, and that'll be via Twitter. Uh, another thing is that, and this has actually happened a while back, but we've hit another million listeners on our podcast. Wow. We're now over, we're well over 3 million now. Uh, as a matter of fact, the last calendar year was 1.3 million listens, which is the, the best we've ever had. So that's, th- thank you so much for listening mm-hmm. to the podcast. That is awesome news. So once again, like we did last summer, and I hope this goes way better, uh, we are going to once again play Who Wants to Be a Millionaire, and DG is going to be the contestant. <laughs> yeah! So when we get there, we'll allow DG to pick his category or categories. What does he want his trivia to be? Does he want it to be all sports? Does he want general trivia? I'll let you decide right on. on what you want. And the difference for from last year to this year is going to be once you're done, then everybody else gets a chance to win the money. A hundred bucks is going to be given away. <sighs> but it's up to you on how much you win. You get first crack at the cash. Once you're done, now everybody else gets a chance oh. to pick up whatever's left. That's a lot of pressure. Man. It is pressure. You're telling me? Oh, my God. Who wants to be a millionaire? We're going to actually save that for the all-star break. Mm-hmm. So... That'll be what middle of July. We gotta wait, Troy. When's yes. the All Star break? Uh, give me a moment, and I'll pull up the calendar. But we'll play Who Wants to Be a Millionaire All Star nice. Break, dude. I'm geared up now because we know no, Salvi maybe. <laughs> we'll be an All Star. Yeah, right. Other yeah. than that, not no. No, nobody's getting any votes. I don't yeah, think anybody's uh, in the top whatever. July 11th is the All Star game. There you go. So that week. The week after the 4th of July, yeah, uh, we will play Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. But again, the Gamies will be next week right here on News Radio KMAN. All right, so last week, and I actually got my dates mixed up. I thought last Wednesday was the due date for the uh, all-Big 12 preseason poll and preseason team vote for the media. It was actually today. That's why I brought it up with DY today because it's all due today, and I know there's a lot of media out there in the Big 12, and also the newcomers in, in Provo and Orlando and Cincinnati and Houston. They're like a lot of us. It's a lot of last-minute homework. 
and let me tell you, this is the actual first time I filled out this. It's insane. Oh, yeah. <laughs> because nobody knows really about the linemen across the Big 12 individually. It, As a group, you can take a guess. Yeah, it's sure. it's one of the issues that I always had myself. It, just trying to fill out a preseason ballot. And in the days now of the transfer portal, you've added just that much more because there is so much sight unseen. Plus, another you know difficulty. It's like, oh, well, I could just go to last year's you know All Big Twelve team and start picking out some names. Like if who are sticking around, it's like, well, now I got to see who actually stuck around, who's still right. who's yeah. still coming back. And then you got transfers to worry about the transfer portal. Who's the top dogs out of the portal that's going to be now starting for these Big Twelve teams? It is much tougher yeah. than it does from the outside. And then let's make it 14 teams. Yeah, now, now you, yeah, now you got four four more teams to worry about and then, you know, of course next year it'll be back to it'll be down to 12. 12 but still. Get rid of Texas and Oklahoma. My goal, I was going to try to have at least one player from each team on the preseason team. That's good. Really spread it out. Look at you having ethics. I, I almost made it happen. <laughs> I'll leave it to a guess. I don't know if I told you guys already, but there was actually one team I didn't find a spot for one of their players. Central Florida? Oh, no. It is not. Uh, Iowa State. Not Iowa State. No, I, I was being They have a very sar- solid safety. I was being sarcastic down the road. Baylor. Oh. Ah. I, was, I thought you guys would guess BYU, nah. but you didn't. I to be honest, I looked and I saw upside down in BYU, and I go, okay, he picked one BYU. Now, there's a defensive lineman for Baylor that you know maybe should be on this list, but I, you know I just found five other guys that I thought was better <laughs> than him. So I, I had already announced my offensive player of the year is Cooper Beebe. My defensive player of the year is Johnny Hodges. That, that was also very tough. Johnny Hodges of TCU is a linebacker. That was also very tough because it was like. It came down to like six or seven guys that I really wanted to pick from for defensive player of the year. And I was like, this is this is too tough. Johnny Hodges, he had such a phenomenal years, you know, second all Big Twelve team, second team all Big Twelve. He he didn't play in the Big Twelve championship game. Like, think if he was in that game and if he could have made, made a big difference. Oh yeah, he got potentially. He got nicked up there towards the end. I don't know. I don't remember what game it was, yeah. but man, when he played, he was good. Um and then my newcomer of the year, I actually went with a transfer portal guy uh, because he, he played for Georgia, and he's a wide receiver. He's going to play at Texas. Uh, I don't know how to say his first name, but it's spelled A-D-O-N-A-I, and his last name's Mitchell. I think he's going to be I – th- I think he makes Texas's wide receiver group, especially the starters, real tough with Xavier Worthy. So I'm going to go with this Mitchell wide receiver as my newcomer of the year, but again, there's a bunch of guys you could go with. And this is no shocker, my preseason All-Big 12. Maybe I'm a little biased sometimes, <laughs> but I'm going Will Howard. Will Howard, you know, he just happened to be the quarterback that won the Big 12 championship last year. You know, why not go with Will the Thrill one more time? For sure. Now, this may be a stretch, but for my running backs, I went C.J. Donaldson of West Virginia, who was a truck. Yeah, he's pretty good. Aiden Robbins for BYU. Okay. Is my wow. other running back. Mm. That's because he's a transfer from UNLV who just ate up yards. He might be one of the best mm. running backs in the Big 12 this year. Mm. So I, I'm kind of going out on a limb with those two. My fullback is Christian Moore of K-State, 
I mean, even the cats are moving away from the fullback, but they still got him, so I'm going to pick a cat. My wide receivers, Xavier Worthy of Texas, Jaran Bradley, who is really good as a freshman for Texas Tech, and then my other wide receiver is a, a Houston player that caught my attention right away early in the year was Matthew Golden. So there's my Houston player. Tight end is not a shocker. Ben Sennett. Mm-hmm. Come on! Ben Sennett is going to be the best tight end in the Big 12. Picking out offensive linemen sucked. <laughs> yeah, right. So I, just to, I picked two cats. And K-State's going to have one of the best defense, or offensive lines in the country this year with everybody back. I picked two cats, Cooper Beebe, KT Leviston. That left side of the line, all Big 12 caliber. Yeah. The other three, Zach Frazier of West Virginia, Kelvin Banks of Texas, and I'm sorry, guys, but I went with the Jayhawk. And he was an all-Big 12 player last year in uh, Mike Nowitzki for the Kansas Jayhawks. And then my kicker is going to be Tanner Brown for Oklahoma State, kick and punt returner Phillip Brooks for the Cats. So that's like the offensive side. Defensive side was really tough. And he was also like – I almost put him as my Big 12 player of the year. But Colin Oliver of Oklahoma State, edge guy – he might. He, I think he'll be the best edge rusher in the Big 12 this year. Devondre Sweat of Texas. Watch out for a couple of uh, newcomers to be some of the best defensive linemen in the Big 12 this year. Cincinnati's Dante Corleone. That might be the best name in the wow. Big 12. <laughs> Dante Corleone. That's a great name. Hmm. You think he's ever? You think he's ever seen it? He's ever seen the Godfather? I don't think so. Probably like I don't even know what that is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but he's an heck of a defensive lineman. I I put Brendan Mott. There you go on my team. I, you know, sophomore last year with six sacks. I think he is in store for a huge junior year as a pass rusher. And then the other one with the newcomers is UCF, and it's Traymon Morris Brash who is actually potentially going to be a draft pick this year. Oh yeah. And leave early from or leave after I think it's his 5th year at UCF. Mm-hmm. Projected to go in the draft. Jalen Ford, we go to linebacker Jalen Ford of Texas. Another one where I was thinking maybe I should put him Big 12 player of the year defensively. I didn't. I went with Johnny Hodges at linebacker, who's also on my preseason team and the only Oklahoma Sooner. I I looked down my list and I was like is this right to just put one Oklahoma Sooner on my team? Yes. You know, it was like Dylan Gabriel, quarterback. Yeah. Uh, six and seven last year. I mean, come on. My only Sooner is linebacker Danny Stutzman. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then my defensive backs, you got to put Kobe Savage. Yeah, come on. I mean, he. you'll see him on a lot of lists of best defensive backs in the country heading into this season. Kobe Savage was a no-doubter. He was my first name on the list. TJ Tampa of Iowa State, he's my only Cyclone on my team. He did really well against K-State last year. couple of TCU Horned Frogs, Josh Newton and Bud Clark. Those are two of the best returning defenders mm-hmm. in the Big 12. Wait. 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 you got to take Bud Clark off of there. He's the guy that tried to punch Ben Sennett. Oh, was that him? That's him. You're going to take him off? I've already sent in my... Uh, oh, no. All right, if Ben said I, I totally dude, forgot about that. We're really sorry, dude. Yeah, he, he tried to punch him. And then Kenny Logan from Kansas is my other uh, defensive back. Eh. 
and then my punter is Cincinnati's Mason Fletcher, who was uh, he was like first team All American punter. So I'm like, well, that's it. That was easy. <laughs> there he that was is. That's easy to figure out after a quick Google search. That was really tough. I did actually switch a couple of teams in my preseason poll before I turned it in. I switched BYU. Or I'm sorry, I switched Cincinnati with UCF. So I put Cincinnati six, K State one, Texas two, TCU three, Texas Tech four, Oklahoma five, Cincinnati six. I was like, when I did my research, I was like, you know what? Cincinnati's got some dudes. They do got dudes. They might be able to. They might be the one that transfers in the best uh-huh. into the Big Twelve. Baylor seven. I'm still a little weird about Baylor. I, I didn't know where to put them. But I, I wasn't going to put them any higher than seven. But I was looking down the list. I was like, you know, they could be better than a lot of these teams. UCF eight, KU nine, BYU ten, Oklahoma State eleven, Houston twelve, Iowa State, West Virginia thirteen and fourteen. And like I said last week, Iowa State, West Virginia is a tie for last. Yeah, they're not looking good. And Oklahoma State, it's not looking good for them. I, I don't know what to think about them offensively. Yeah. I know they have some guys defensively. I just mentioned a couple of them on our Big Twelve team, but I was like, offensively, I don't, I don't think anybody. I, I, I couldn't think of anybody. I'd put like on a two deep for the All Big Twelve, and yet they'll still be better offensively than the team in their own state. <laughs> Oklahoma? No, Iowa, and Iowa State. I thought you were. Talking oh, I was on... talking about. We're talking about Oklahoma. Oops, my bad. <laughs> No, Iowa State. Well, the thing I think defensively, they still have some. They still have some dudes, but they lost a couple of their. Uh, you know, Will McDonald, for instance. As I said, no longer, question marks on yeah. offense. Yeah, TJ Tampa is by far their best defender coming back. All right, and, let's, and West Virginia. How would you like to be that athletic director right uh, now, knowing that mm, you may have to make another hire? No, CJ Donaldson. I think will definitely be their best player. Yeah. the running back. Uh, but I tell you what, though. Also, like with the defensive lineman, it was really tough. Like last year. I mean, from top to bottom, it felt like every team in the Big 12 had a solid defensive line. And then with the four teams coming in, I don't see any, like, there's to me, there's not a ton of separation. Right. There's still studs mm-hmm. from these teams that are coming in to play defensive line in the Big 12. Let's take a break, and when we come back, we'll get to that lawsuit that worries me a little bit about the future in this college football video game that we're hoping for next summer. Next. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We'll get to the video game drama here in just a second. On 3, D.Y. needs to talk to his folks. (laughs) On 3 just uh, released a list of the top 10 men's basketball players over the last 25 years. From 1 to 10, Kevin Durant, Anthony Davis, Zion Williamson, Jay Williams, Steph Curry, Tyler Hansborough, J.J. Reddick, Carmelo Anthony, Kenyon Martin, who played at Cincinnati, and the number 10, Oklahoma's Trey Young. No Michael Beasley. Tyler Hansborough was not even the best player when Michael Beasley was a one and done. Nope. And I said this to you guys during the break. Tyler Hansborough won College Basketball Player of the Year over 
Michael Beasley because he played for North Carolina, yeah. a Final mm-hmm. Four team. Mm-hmm. K State was a rounded thirty-two team. And it was a it, it ended up being a team award, which some believe that's the way it should be. I am not a believer in that whatsoever. It goes to the best player. Michael Beasley was the best player that year. And let's not. I mean, let's not. Come on, let's call it like it is. Tyler Hansborough was a choir boy, and people didn't like Michael Beasley. Because he was like a you know he was a little immature and people were like no we're not going to give it to that guy we wanted the the nice kid to win it and so they gave it to the nice kid and I've said it before and I know some will argue me but I, I I don't think it's that crazy that Michael Beasley his year was better than Kevin Durant's year it was it was that's straight up it was and I can't believe Kemba Walker's not on that list you you said Jimmer could have been on that list. Um, yeah, th- there's a lot of guys that are on that list because of what they've done in their pro career, it, it appears to me. For sure. When you actually look at who the players are. Mm-hmm. All right, let's get to the uh, the video game stuff here with the uh, the college football video game. has hit another snag, it appears, um, because I, I'm a big gamer. I, I pretty much play every day. It's kind of like a zen thing for me. And... Uh, we have not had a new college football video game in over 10 years. The reason is, of course, because of because of NIL, using not the name but the image and likeness mm-hmm. of college football players in a video game. They're not getting anything for it. And What was the name of that guy? Oh, Ed, Ed O'Bannon. O'Bannon. Yep. That guy just had to ruin it for all of us. So, it, like, I mean, shout out to him and his brother. They were amazing in UCLA. They were so good. And and but how did they not get enough money? They played for UCLA. <laughs> Jim Herrick's like. Shut up. <laughs> so the lawsuit for the new uh, college football video game, which was actually originally supposed to come out this summer, it got delayed because EA Sports. They basically said, "We want to put the best product out there. If we do it now, it won't be the best. We can make it a lot better if you give us another year." So it's scheduled to come out next summer. Well, it has to do with the recent issue where there you know it was the uh, college football players association wanting you know pushing to want more than $500 per student athlete to use their name image and likeness in this new video game so the it's brandar brander group which K-State is involved in. They negotiate group licensing deals for over 50 Division I schools. It's 54 to be exact. And K-State is one of those schools. They are suing EA Sports over name, image, and likeness deals being offered to athletes for the upcoming game. The lawsuit is basically, so they had been in talk with EA about the negotiation. How much are players going to get for NIL for this video game? There's another group called One Team Partners that EA Sports was also working with. They also represent a lot of schools that are going to be involved in this video game. Well, after many discussions and not coming through, I guess, with an exact number with Brander Group, EA Sports and started talking to one team partners, and they came up with this $500, and Brander was not involved with that $500 decision. So basically, they are suing basically to say, hey, we should be involved in these negotiations. You made this decision without us. You need to make this decision with us. Initially, when I saw this headline, my initial thought without reading the articles, and we do this too much, right? We Mm -hmm. see the headline and react. Instead of reading what the article is and getting the details, we decide instead we're going to voice our anger in the comments section. I voiced my anger in the comments section before I 
really read the article, and my anger was, oh my god, are we are we really now going to lose this video game over what's going to be a difference of a hundred dollars or two hundred dollars at the end of the day? Because EA Sports is already given a five hundred bucks per student athlete. That's a five million dollar investment, and they've already invested millions of dollars to revamp and bring back this video game. And at the end of the day, you know, five hundred dollars is I don't know if generous is the word, but it, at least it's something, right? And, you know, for some, I know there's some athletes could, that could definitely get more money and probably deserve a little bit more money, but they can benefit a lot more than a lot of others and most others in name, engine, and likeness in this category, in video games. You know, only one player most likely will get the cover. Mm-hmm. Um, one player, maybe two, will be, like, really featured in the game is, I'm sure, a big plan. You know, like Arch Manning, like down the road. I'm sure Arch Manning will be a huge feature in a future video game, but probably not this one because he's not going to be the starter. And my initial reaction was, I love NIL, but I hate this. Take NIL away. I want my video game. We all want this video game. The thought was, how can you now go through with this video game if we're going to keep hitting these NIL snacks? I understand the argument. These student athletes want their money. But I don't think it's actually that big of an issue. A, a big group of who's going to be involved in this video game, they want their voices heard. At the very least, they want their voices heard. They want to be involved in the negotiations. This could be a temporary setback. But in my opinion, in video games, I don't think this is this big, that, that big of a hurdle to get over to make this game actually happen. But I do worry about a next year release. It to me, is a great microcosm, though, of what the future holds, given the way that things are structured right now. I mean, you're trying to do something that benefits, you know, fans for college sports in a way that, uh, you know, that they've been clamoring for for a long time. And yes, I'm not saying that the players should not get a cut of this. I mean, absolutely. It's just that it is a legal morass to try to figure it out and determine. And, you know, think about the number of people involved in this versus it being just the NFLPA, as an example. The NFLPA can do that negotiation for the Madden game, you know, in a matter of days versus every piece that now has to be negotiated for every school, every NIL, every group that is out there, and every player. See, to me, like, it feels... It just increases it so much. Th- this whole thing, this negotiation, what when it comes to profits, the EA Sports wants to guarantee they get, it feels like I'm watching Pawn Stars. <laughs> and when something very lucrative comes in, yeah. but the person trying to sell it, yeah. you know, they want half of the pie. It's like, well, yeah. we're, of course, in the business of making money, and we want to make more money than you because we're putting all the risk on us. And so, like, I, I definitely think the players can get more money out of this. $500 per student-athlete is a $5 million investment when you think of all the college football players at the D1 level. It's a ton of guys. I don't. I just don't think it's going to be much bigger than that because probably to EA Sports, especially with bringing this game back for the first time in 11 years, 
it's a bit of a gamble because they don't know how many copies they're going to sell. Right. When you know, the last college football game that came out, I think the first, when it came out, which was NCAA 14, I think it was, the last one, I think sold a, around a million copies, which is an, a success. But, you know, there's a lot of video games that sell a lot more. It's not Call of Duty. It's not Madden. It's not Madden. You're right. It's not Grand Theft Auto. It's not yeah. that kind of for sure done deal where you're going to be making millions of dollars. It's not World of Warcraft. Yeah, it's a, it's a slice of the pie versus being a whole pie like something along the lines of World of Warcraft or Call of Duty. Absolutely. I, I think with this, all the like all the seasons that have gone past with no game. I think you can guarantee yourself that a million is the baseline for how many you're going to sell. I, well, for sure. I, I think it will be the best-selling ever college football video game. Absolutely. Yeah. It, but it will not be – this one will be the highest. It will probably go downhill as it continues. Yeah, it will. It will. They uh, – You I mean like Madden? But very gradually. Like It won't be a big slope. It just – there's there's a lot of hype around it because we've been asking for a new college football game for 11 years. It's going to so, be yeah. seventy nine ninety nine. It'll be 80 bucks. To buy this game, It'll well, be especially easy. with this is going to be an only. It's going to be the just the the newest generation of consoles. Right, we'll mm-hmm. get this game. Right, and I've noticed like the newer games are now back to like sixty to seventy bucks. With you know Xbox, not too long ago, the new games were fifty bucks. I, I am looking forward to finding out just how buggy it is, given how bad they've gotten with Madden at just cut and paste from every year. Troy. You have no idea how many times I've thought about this this one scenario because with games these days you can easily update them. Oh sure, they'll just send you the updates. You got to download them and you're good to go. Sure, you'll be updating but, for a week. I mean, there have been a number of games. Call of Duty has been one of them. Uh, Rainbow Six Rainbow Six Siege has been a game that's been around now for almost ten years, and they do updates out of the yin yang, but it's still not the perfect game. You're just trying to not get to a broken game. Yeah. To where it just can't be salvaged and it has the reputation of being a broken game. Has been the argument with Madden mm-hmm. for six or seven mm-hmm. years now that you just cannot get a flawless game. Yeah. It that, is just buggy and broken in different areas and they just can't seem to fix it. And, and that was where I was going with it is that the last decade for Madden has been pretty crappy for EA. Luckily, with. Uh, I have Xbox Game Pass, so it's fifteen bucks a month, and I got, you know, unlimited access to like two hundred games. And EA is a part of that deal, so once a new Madden game comes out, I get the old one for free. Ah, when okay. the new FIFA yep. game comes out, I get the old one for free. It's actually a really awesome deal. Yeah, you don't need the brand new. That's another thing with them updating the titles as much as they do with the rosters and stuff. You don't need to buy the game every year. It doesn't change that much. Mm-hmm. Hardly ever. As a matter of fact, when the new uh, college football games would come out every year, I'd buy it because the only difference is you'd obviously get rosters, of course, but you had to buy the new game to get the new rosters, but also the tweaks to the stadiums. Yeah. So whenever a team would you know, do renovations or changes to the stadium, in two years that would show up in the next game. Mm-hmm. So like when K-State built, not this newest edition of Veneer, but – or the new whole building of an ear, the previous one, couldn't wait to see that in a game. Yeah. And I knew we were getting very close to having the West Stadium Center in a college football video game. As a matter of fact, it would have been in the next one, but we didn't get it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's those little things you look forward to as a gamer, those little adjustments. Yep. Now you'll get those 
probably every few months yeah. those kind of updates. So you wouldn't have to buy the game every year. You know, and that's what it's going to come down to is you're just going to be downloading it anymore. You know, like the physical. I mean, how many – have you seen anybody wait outside GameStop for a, a game, like a midnight release? I'm not going to oh lie. God. I used to be that person. Me too. I did the, the same The newest thing. Grand Theft Auto yeah. was one of them, Call of Duty, once Call in a while. Yeah. God bless the internet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Those days are over. No, I have not bought a physical game in a long time. That, that was my dream scenario was to be able to just download a game. Like, why can't I just download – and now that's how it works. And so you are going to see that – all the changes, updates, updates, updates. Like you said, out the yin yang. But that game is going to come with a price. If they if they move up from five hundred bucks a person, you'll be the one. You'll be the one footing that bill, not these developers. They as, don't. I can do it. As soon as the new game comes out, we're going to have a Mitch Fortner Invitational tournament. Yeah. To see who's the best at <laughs> NCAA college football twenty seven or whatever we get the game. Nice. They still have huge lines for like pre-orders and stuff because I'm not much of a gamer, but my friend is, and he got that new Zelda game, but he had to pre-order it, and there was like a line outside of GameStop just to wow. for the pre-orders well, for that what's, game. So Xbox just did their showcase, their their summer showcase of what uh, like new games that are coming out. I can't remember the it's this I can't remember the name, but maybe you saw Travion. It's, it has to do with outer space. <coughs> It's gonna be free I, on Xbox Game Pass. I've heard I've heard of it, but I don't know all about it. Star Wars. You can like literally travel to hundreds of different planets and stuff. It's like the biggest game ever made in, in video game history. Whoa! And it looks incredible. That's Star Trek: The Next Generation. That's the uh, plot to that whole show. No, they didn't get the name, <laughs> image, and likeness for Star Trek. So oh yeah, <laughs> they just had to make it up on the fly. Yeah. Uh, ah! Brand new characters and everything. <laughs> Ships that no, look nothing like the Millennium Falcon. It's ridiculous. John G. Merck is his name. No, John, not Kirk. No, no, no. <laughs> William Shatner? No way. He's actually, I name. saw uh, Star Wars actually just came out with a new game, and Ian from Shameless is the uh, the main character in it. I Bro, thought that was pretty dope. That's cool. All right, let's take a break. When we come back, quick break, Travion. When we come back, number one song of the day next. All right, here we go. Today's uh, Would You Rather. Would you rather bathe in dirty dishwater or wash your dishes in your bath water? And don't say, I take showers. Just imagine. Just play the game. You had to pull this one out just ahead of supper time. (laughs) Well, okay. Bon appetit, everybody. Well, here's my thought, like... (laughs) So Jeez. dirty, dirty dishwater. You're already washing things, right? Isn't that? Yeah. 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 Would you bathe in that then? Do jump in with a ravioli floating around? I mean, I don't think any of us can fit in a Man, sink. Is that a euphemism? Stop. <laughs> <laughs> bathe in, bathe in dishwater. Bathe in dish. <laughs> what are you going, Troy? Oh uh, yeah, probably that. Yeah. You got one? Would you rather? I mean, if you're washing yourself enough, then your bath water shouldn't be that dirty. So maybe you can wash your dishes. Sometimes, yeah, you'd be surprised. Um, Okay. 
Whoa. So yesterday was new identity day. So with a new identity comes a new occupation. Your new job is the same as the lead character from the last TV show or movie that you watched. What is your new gig? I watched Black Mirror, and I'm like an astronaut guy now. The last show I watched is Lindsay and I were watching the first season of Home Improvement. Dude! So I'm Tim Taylor. Wow! I'm hosting Tool Time. That's... Fantastic. That's the best answer. I'm down. That's the best answer I got all day. That's a, that's a great answer. Outstanding. What are you going to do? Hmm. He only watches baseball. He's going to be a baseball announcer. Mm. <laughs> Gee, imagine that. <laughs> only watches baseball. <laughs> he watches all kinds of stuff on the tiny little TV. What's your answer? Uh, Black Mirror. So I'm going to be like a weird astronaut. Have you seen the latest season of Black Mirror? No. On Netflix? Oh, baby. Josh Hartnett. For Trey Troy, DJ, I'm Mitch. Go Cats. Yay!